Hello, hello, everybody. It's Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. I know I am. Finished my last round of cancer fighting chemo yesterday. It all appears to be gone. Yay for life. So, this is a review of World War Z zombie slash Zionism. Of course, it's a very pro Israel piece of propaganda. Lots of people have mentioned that, and you can do a search for that. And I really focus on that. It portrays the Jews as always, always on the receiving end of calamities and always being defensive. Uh, the fact that Jews largely contributed to the 20th century plague of communism and uh, Jewish leadership, largely Jewish leadership in Russia, um, caused the deaths of millions of Christian kulaks. Yeah, you can't talk about any of that stuff, of course, but I'll leave that for another time. Um, but I do think it was very interesting, an interesting film worth having a look at. Uh, so what are the zombies? Why do they have such um, interest to us? Well, of course, zombies are uh, ravenous and anti -rational. You can't reason with them. They're just going to come and eat your brains. And as such, they represent, in my view, the anti-rational, parasitical aspects of humanity or groups of humanity. And there are lots of these. You know, one of the things that struck me was in our unconscious. The human brain is really good at doing social fairness math. There have been tons of experiments about it with people who can't do any kind of calculus or functions and relations, but they can do advanced calculations when it comes to social fairness. You know, this person drank that or ate that, who should pay for what, and so on. So we have a very instinctive sense of, of fairness and sustainability. You know, if we're not able to calculate sustainability unconsciously, we can't keep enough seed crop through the winter to plant in the spring and so on. So sustainability is all really important. Just think about your relationship with the battery life on your iPad or your cell phone, and you know kind of where it's at, And you know, even if you don't know the exact calculation, you kind of know where it's at. One of the things I think that's happening in Western civilization, why we're getting so many dystopian future fantasies, is that it's not really a fantasy. We all know that our existing system is completely and utterly unsustainable, uh, largely because of the literally hundreds of trillions of dollars of unfunded liabilities that politicians have promised to various special interest groups, all the way from the military-industrial complex through to retirement plans and government worker pensions and so on. I did a video a couple of years ago, you can find it on YouTube, called Government Workers Will Eat Us All, which is, I think, a kind of zombie manifesto. And we have this deep-down, uneasy, anxiety-provoking feeling that our current system is unsustainable. And it sort of reminds me of an old Far Side cartoon where one caveman is looking at another, there's this giant wall of ice, like three inches from their hut, and he says, hey, Thag, wall of ice closer today? <laughs> well, yes, uh, that which is mathematically unsustainable will be shockingly unsustainable. And so this idea that there is this uh, group, this horde of irrational, parasitical, brain-eating zombies out there uh, is, um, I think, has something to do with people on the other side of government power, people on the other side of the government gun people who are anticipating receiving government benefits that are going to be taken by force, uh, generally from the young and productive to the, the old and the unproductive. Uh, of course, there's a massive amount of injustice in this. The baby boomers are the richest generation that has ever lived. They grew up in uh, low taxation, high job opportunities, uh, uh, cheap housing, and so on. And now they are going to be using the government to literally rip the dollars out of the hide of the most indebted generation in a long time and the generation that has the least job opportunities and upward mobility and so on and higher taxes, more regulations and higher debts and so on. So I think that there is a certain aspect of this zombie horde that's going to eat humanity. And uh, I'm not saying, of course, that retirees are zombies. I'm just saying that their incentives are such that they can't 
talk rationally about how to solve these problems in the same way you can't talk rationally with public sector workers about how to solve the problems of this kind of stuff. So in general, it's, it's the anti-rational as well. Zombies eat brains. They're not irrational. Irrational is just random. You know, you suck rocks and bark at the moon, as Dr. Phil says. Uh, but anti-rational is whenever you bring limitations or boundaries or reason to people, uh, they explode with rage, go on strikes, uh, uh, burn effigies, uh, kill people, and so on. As happened, uh, I think people died in Governor Walker's uh, attempt to claw back some of the massive benefits of his public sector workers in Wisconsin. So it's the anti-rationalists. When you bring reason to people and they uh, lacerate attack and slander and libel and, and heap every kinds of irrational calumny on your shoulders, uh, I think those would represent the zombies as well. Now, I thought it was interesting as well. Brad Pitt is quite a fascinating actor. I think he's a very good actor. He will always have won my heart for Fight Club, which was a truly spectacular film. But uh, he is interesting because he's kind of a mixture of the the alpha male and the zeta male. I think that's really interesting. and This is why he's such catnip for women. He's got the eyes of a poet and the face of a bouncer. Uh, and, you know, of course, he always makes me want to do more sit-ups and uh, lather on a little bit more conditioner for a man who goes through hell and back. He really does keep on his perfect helmet hair. But, um, uh, sorry, there will be some spoilers here. I apologize for that. Um, turn it off if you haven't seen the movie yet. But, you know, he, you know, he blows people away. Uh, he leaves uh, families to die when they won't come with him. And he hacks off the hand of a woman who's been bitten in the hand by a zombie and then dresses her wound and then has a nap because, I mean, this is completely sociopathic behavior. I mean, the amount of trauma that he goes through, the amount of risk that he goes through, uh, the amount of fear that he goes through, and uh, it, it has no negative effect on him whatsoever, which means that he's completely disconnected from his emotional mechanisms and so on. So he is the alpha male who saves the world as a result of having no connection to his feelings whatsoever. I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like to hack off someone's hand and dress their wound while they're screaming in agony and then be in a huge plane crash and have red hot <laughs> engine casing stuck through my innards and then, you know, basically three days later go on a, a big zombie bashing fight and so on with no almost no particular ill effects. Well, that's quite, quite a remarkable uh, set of achievements and this is why his character is so wooden and unbelievable because he's a complete sociopath. And so the woman, uh, you know, he's the hero and this is one of the things that women have a great deal of difficulty with. Uh, it's um, like I just posted on Facebook this great Rosie O'Donnell speech where she says if you get uh, big boobs uh, for a woman you're going to have a big butt for a woman as well and if you have a small butt you're going to have small boobs. It's a pretty funny speech but um, what women so often want is they want the alpha male who is cold and, and dominating and calculating and, and resource rich and able to dominate other men. But then they want, you know, all the soft, gooey, emotional intimacy, vulnerability that goes with being uh, emotionally available and a great dad and so on. And Brad Pitt has that in the movie. He's a great dad. He's calm. He's passionate. He's reasonable. He's good at soothing people. He's very empathetic. And then he goes and hacks people's hands off, uh, you know, walks away from plane crashes with half the plane in his intestines and has no particular ill effects. I mean, this is a complete fantasy. It's a very dangerous fantasy as well. I mean, Warren Farrell has pointed this out as well, that, you know, the woman who wants the alpha dominant man is not going to get the emotionally available man uh, at the same time. So if she wants some lawyer who's dominating other people in the courtroom, he's going to have a win-lose paradigm and the vulnerability and working things out and someone is not going to be there. On the other hand, if she wants someone who's emotionally available and a great dad, he's less likely to be a dominant alpha male. And so it's just this paradox Then this is, plays out uh, in the movie, I think, quite well. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention about World War Z was, uh, again, spoiler alert, the, the cure 
uh, or, or rather the way to, to move invisibly through the zombie horde is to infect yourself with uh, a life-threatening illness, which means they don't want to eat your brains because apparently they can sniff that you are infected with some dire ailment. And this is how you can move through the zombie horde, you know, without being uh, attacked. And I think that's, that's a pretty good metaphor for what it's like to be rational in this world, which is you do have to sometimes hide your light under a bushel. Uh, you do have to, have to sometimes not speak your mind as fully as you would like to because you're surrounded by, you know, pretty nutty and irrational people, at least most of us are. And um, I think that's a very good a very good metaphor for that, that if you're surrounded by zombies, if you're surrounded by anti-rational people, then showing the light of reason uh, is quite interesting. It's sort of like, you know, turning on a flashlight when you're surrounded by Amazon primitives with blow darts. They're going to get kind of freaked out and attempt to put the light out with their poison darts. So sometimes you just have to keep that light off so as not to startle them with too much uh, energy and too much information and too much enlightenment. So I thought that was a very interesting metaphor uh, and um, I think quite true with regards to what it is like to be rational in not just an irrational world, but an anti-rational world. So it's an interesting movie. I think it's worth uh, watching. Uh, it's got some good scary bits. Uh, and uh, if you can get over the silliness uh, in some ways of, of the film, it is quite, uh, quite gripping. And if you can ignore some of the nonsense propaganda, uh, I think that's uh, also interesting as well. Uh, of course, they set themselves up for a sequel, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's worth, worth having a look. Just keep your wits about you and you can get some good metaphors out of some of the logical mess of the film. And uh, I think there's some quite interesting emotional truths in there about uh, how to survive with a brain in a world that so often wants to munch on it. Stefan Molin from Freedom Radio. Thank you so much for watching.